I'm here to tell you. I'm here to advise you. I'm here to warn you. Do not take the Lions for granted. Don't take anybody for granted. Let me explain myself here today on the Locked on Vikings podcast. You are Locked on Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Locked On Vikings Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, your pal, and the Acadia copied off in math class. My name is Luke Braun, and thank you so much for making the Locked On Vikings Podcast your first listen of the day every single day. Today is Lions Preview Day. We have to talk about the Detroit Lions, and what I don't want to do in, in talking about these Detroit Lions is I don't want to do the same thing everybody else is going to do which is, ah, well, you know, they're the worst team. And if they're the worst team and you lose to them, that makes you the worst team. And if you're the worst team, you know, look at the pressure that puts in and does that put in the hot seat and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to talk about what happens if you lose. I want to talk about what happened, what what would happen to lead you to lose. I want to talk, I want to preview the game, not the effects of the game. If it lands in this possible way or that possible way, you can probably get that anywhere. But I want to talk about the Lions themselves. Not all bad teams are created equal. Not all bad teams have the same strengths and weaknesses. And we can kind of, uh, you know, I I think it's good to identify what the Lions' weaknesses are, numerous as they may be. It's good to kind of list them out and see, you know, okay, how would I attack this team if I were game planning to beat the Lions? How would I ensure that you don't blow this one? So we'll talk about that both on the offense and the defense, do a little injury report. And then, of course, we've got your bold predictions I don't think I forgot. We, You guys got bold. You got spicy. I've got your bold predictions. They are fun this week. But I also kind of want to have a talk with you about those. So we'll get into it. First, uh, a quick bit of the injury report. It's about the same as it was yesterday. If you haven't listened to yesterday's show, uh, please go do. It's a crossover with Matt Derry, who does Locked On Lions, who kind of helped orient me in this conversation. So go listen to that. Go listen to that first, then come back and listen to this one. Um, but the injury report also covered in that one. There were four DNPs, uh, Nick Vigil, Dalvin Cook, Michael Pierce, and Amir Smith-Marset. Nick Vigil practiced in full on Wednesday. Everything else is the same. There's a whole bunch of full participants. Bashad Breland still with his illness. Uh, but Anthony Barr, full participant again on Thursday. Um, but Dalvin Cook with his ankle, Michael Pierce with his elbow, and Amir Smith-Marset with his toe, all still DNPs. So there's that to worry about. But let's talk about the Lions. And look, the Lions suck. The Lions know it. The Vikings know it. All their fans know it. The Lions are bad. Um, and But here's the thing. Every team in the NFL is an NFL team. I know that sounds like the stupidest cliche ever. But every NFL team is still made of college all-stars. You know, uh, Bobby Price, who's a big, big scapegoat for the Lions right now. He was all Mideastern Athletic Conference in college. Matt Nelson, backup tackle for the Lions, all Big Ten honorable mention. Um, and, you know, go everywhere. They all have these accolades. They're all, I mean, you don't get to the NFL unless you're a college superstar. Obviously, those players wouldn't be starting on other teams and there's marginal advantages and stuff. But I think it's important to remind ourselves that these advantages are, in fact, marginal. They are not... This is not the difference between, you know, Michigan State and Eastern Carolina, or, you know, this is not Ohio State versus Chattanooga. Like, this is a real team, 
And they are, I mean, they could go 0-17, but they probably won't do it. Somebody's, they almost beat the Ravens a couple weeks ago. They're a real boy team. And you got to treat them like a real boy team. And even though they're bad, and they are, like objectively, they're bad compared to other NFL teams and stuff. Anybody can beat anybody in the NFL. There's so many random little facets of luck and facets of of, of randomness that happen. Anybody can beat anybody. And especially these Vikings, as we kind of saw, if they put up a performance like they did week one, where they get 19 flags, you can lose to anybody that way. And surely you can lose to the Lions that way. So that's, I guess, the first key to the game is get rid of the stupid stuff. Don't get, don't, don't screw this up. And don't, you know, don't fill the game with flags. Don't throw a bunch of interceptions. You know, turnovers can ruin you. Penalties can ruin you. The dumb crap. Don't muff punts. You know, make your kicks. Get the dumb stuff under control. And then we can talk about, you know, actually taking advantage of all the weak spots on their team. But all that crap won't matter if you muff, muff a bunch of punts and if you fumble on your own 10-yard line and give them a free score and all that stuff. It makes all that crap irrelevant. But I want to go deeper when talking about a bad team than, well, they better win or else, you know, we fire or with a hot seat or blah, blah, blah. I want to go deeper than that. How do you beat a bad team? And and this is kind of why I don't like, like power rankings analysis, like Team 21 should beat Team 28, which is where the Vikings and Lions are respectively on the locked on power rankings, which if you're watching on YouTube, we're on YouTube now, by the way, uh, where there's video components and stuff. I've got the power rankings up on the screen. Um, if you guys want me to talk about the power rankings every week, I can work that in, by the way. I don't really like to. But if you want to see the power rankings or whatever, I'm happy to share them with you. Um, but, you know, I, I don't want to do the, well, Team 21 should beat Team 28. And if that, that doesn't happen, then they're underperforming and therefore fire the coach. That might be true, but I just find it boring. I want to qualify teams instead of quantifying them. I don't want to talk about the Lions as the 28th best team. I want to talk about the Lions as who they are. So who do the Lions want to be? Obviously, they mess it up all the time, but who are they trying to be? Well, they want to be an explosive team. That's what I get from watching them play. They want to be a team that goes kind of famine, famine, feast. They want to, they, they're okay with, you know, run for one yard, one for, run for one yard, 70 yard bomb touchdown. That's kind of the, and, and they want to be able, and I think, you know, when you're an underdog in every game, the only way you win is by, you know, breakaway touchdowns and crazy plays. So they want to make those crazy plays. And that means a, a good run game. And like Matt Derry said, they have a good run game. They got bullies up front. Luckily, a lot of those bullies aren't going to play. No, uh, no Frank Ragnow. Of course, no Taylor Decker. Panay Sewell is, I'm going to go with Doubtful, will be, would be my guess for his actual status for this game. Um, he, it seems like they have some, they're holding out some hope that he plays, but he's not, uh, he hasn't practiced. Um, so call it Doubtful. But they're missing a lot of those maulers up front, but their running backs are good too. And their running backs are good at sitting up blocks. They're also good at fighting for yardage. They're, they've, they've got good vision. The running backs are playing well and kind of maximizing everything you get in the run game. That could be a problem for the Vikings, considering the problems they've had on run defense. Um, but it also means, you know, being explosive means shot plays. And the problem with those shot plays comes down to their quarterback. So let's talk about Jared Goff. He is, I think he's been a, f his accuracy is fine. It's not good, um, but I think it's reasonable. And he works the pocket well. Uh, I think that's very good. Like he's, he's, bought time and he can do improvisational plays and stuff like that. And I think he's always kind of had that gene, but he is abysmally slow at reading the field. Everything is amazingly late. You can see that he really misses Sean McVay telling him exactly where to go. Um, he, everything is crazy late. And I actually know that Anthony Lynn, I think um, they said it on one of the broadcasts of a lion of a recent lions game that Anthony Lynn is kind of doing the same thing that McVay did where he's like in his ear and kind of telling him all these things, even up to the line of scrimmage. Um, but he's no Sean McVay, you know, 
So everything is amazingly late. He just reads the field very slowly, goes through his progressions very slowly. And the way you exploit that, and any exploit, basically boils down to how do I ensure that I win against what he's good at and that I lose to what he's bad at? You can't win against everything. If you could, you know, defensive coordinators would probably kill to get a strategy that wins against everything. So you have to kind of say, okay, what is he good at? And I'll make sure I do a strategy that wins against that. What is he bad at? And I'll, and I'll do a strategy that leaves that by the wayside. So if you're suddenly good at the thing you've always been bad at, sure, you got me a win, but that's going to be the least likely scenario. So that's the one I'm going to play into. And I think what the Lions are bad at is timing and consistency. Um, you know, they don't have these th- and they've got a lot of young players. They're kind of a, you know, new coaching staff and stuff. And, and they've got all these sort of um, hitches in their chemistry. You've got a quarterback that's that's slow on his reads. You know, you've got wide receivers that can get bumped off their routes and stuff like that. Um, so if you can make them be a timing West Coast death by a thousand cuts kind of team, if you can you can give up five yards of play because they are not good enough to get that five yards every single play. They're going to mess it up eventually. That's going to put them behind the chains. And then, um, you know, you can kind of attack from there. Um, so for me, the way to do that is off coverage or press bail coverage. Um, that means, you know, play, give, give the wide receivers a lot of cushion. They got some deep threat wide receivers like Quintus Cephas and Khalif Raymond. I respect that speed. I say play off. And that's actually kind of plays really well into who the Vikings have. Um, you know, Patrick Peterson, if he's got a speed issue, will play off and you can kind of solve that anyways. And Bashad Breeland, my whole critique of him is that he plays too soft. Um, but maybe that works out this time. Uh, so we'll, we'll take that and then let them run slants and timing stuff and sticks and, you know, just let them run every, anything they want in front of you. As long as you rally and tackle, they just won't ever get enough yards to have like a sustainable offense out of that. And as long as you can be consist more consistent than they are at coming up and tackling, you know, be more consistent at that than they are at executing these plays to perfection, then you can win. I think the Vikings can do that. They also have RPOs. That's kind of their like gimme. Um, and so since you're, Corners are giving a whole bunch of space. That means the flat might be open. Like they might want to run some like swing pass screens or other screens, kind of uh, quick concept bubble screens, quick concepts up off to the boundary. So you kind of have to tell your linebackers to prioritize things to the outside. And in most RPO situations, that would invite a run up the middle. And then they can basically be the team that throws for four yards and runs up the middle all day. And you can say, all right, we can beat you mano a mano doing that because we've got more talent than you do. And I think that's the game plan that I would do against that offense. I want to talk about this. Look, the Vikings are nine point favorites. And I think that's appropriate, but it's far from a sure thing. But hey, if you want to bet that, maybe you don't think the Vikings cover. Maybe you think they disappoint. Maybe you think this is the blow-up game and Zimmer finally gets fired. Well, you can go to betonline.ag. You can bet Lions plus nine, and you can bet Mike Zimmer to be the first coach to be fired, which is, I think, like plus 350 right now. Like, you make pretty good money, even though I think he's second or third in those odds. So go check that out. Betonline.ag is your one-stop shop for all news, props, and odds. Just head on over to betonline.ag, sign up if you haven't already, and enter promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, that's all one word, and you can get a 50% welcome bonus. That means whatever you put in for your half for, for your first deposit, BetOnline will take half of that and slap that much money on top in free play money. It's free gambling money, so head on over to betonline.ag, where the game starts. So the Lions defense has a host of issues, and I think a lot of them are personnel-based. They are missing Romeo Aquara. He's on IR. Uh, so he won't play in this game. And they would like design a lot of their fronts around getting Romeo Aquara one-on-ones. Um, and so he's clearly like a centerpiece to their defense that they are now missing. And he's a scary player. He's he's a good player. Um, you know, they've got no Jeff Okuda. As much as he was struggling, he's better than Bobby Price, who is kind of a scapegoat here. Um, their corners are very gullible, is the way that I would put them. 
Um, and I mean, look, no Jamie Collins, and it's not like Jamie Collins was doing that great for them anyways. Alex Anzalone is struggling. It is a decimated defense. Um, and they're, I, I think gullible is a good word to put it. Kind of every fake, every little deception, every little thing gets you where you want it to get them. You know, it, it, you can put them with deception where you want them. If you want to run jet motion across, they will go with it. Um, if you want to fake a release to the outside before actually releasing inside, they will give you that step. Um, they just don't have the the veteran experience and savvy to stand up to those things. And so that's really good for a guy like Justin Jefferson, who is a very deceptive route runner. And I mean, route running is all deception. So good route running is deceptive route running. Those are just interchangeable terms. Um, but he's very good at kind of taking advantage of that. So I think green apple looks will be huge in this game. Um, and what a green apple look is, this is what I call it because Andrew Janoko called it that in a clinic I watched in the offseason. That's not the way the Vikings, the word the Vikings use for it, but I, I think it works great. A green apple looks look is, you know, big, bright, delicious looking green apple on the tree and go, just go pick it. You see an apple that that pretty, just go pick it. Um, and basically that is Kirk Cousins having the leeway to see if he sees a look that he likes say they've got a safety shaded over Justin Jefferson and the other safety is threatening blitz. And that means that Adam Thielen is one-on-one -on -one with Bobby Price. He has the leeway to essentially adjust the protection to pick up the blitz and then say, I am just throwing a go route to Adam Thielen. Whatever else happened on that play, whatever the play call used to be, I'm throwing it out and I'm throwing a go ball to Adam Thielen down the sideline. That was kind of the only offense they had against Cleveland um, where Green Apple looks to Justin Jefferson. And I think they will be huge here because they don't have the corners to stand up to it. And they're kind of in a Sophie's choice with their safeties. If you put uh, let's say Adam Thielen on Bobby Price, put Justin Jefferson on the other side. Now they have to make a choice with who they help with the safety. If you shade the safety over to Justin Jefferson's side, well, now you got Thielen one-on-one -on -one with Bobby Price and you can attack that guy. Safety, shade the safety over to Bobby Price's side to save him. Well, you still have Justin Jefferson with a one-on-one. -on -one. They've taken that against Denzel Ward. They'll take it against anybody. And if you want to put both safeties, you know, helping over the top, well, now you're in too high and they don't have Romeo Aquara, so run it down their throat. Uh, even without Dalvin Cook, I think you should be able to do that. Um, as, as much as I'm meh on Alexander Madison, I think he can handle that. So I think these green apple looks will be huge. Um, I think there's a lot of ways to just exploit the lack of talent that they have on defense. And hopefully, you know, that's that the offensive side of the ball for the Vikings can kind of have its get right game against a very, very depleted defense. I still want to get to the bold predictions. Uh, you guys got some spicy takes. So... Let's talk about them in just a little bit. First, let me tell you about the best tasting protein bar on the planet. Built Bar is absolutely delicious. If you've ever had like a late night craving for chocolate peanut butter, but it would totally screw up, you know, if you're trying to lose or maintain weight, and it would totally throw you off the wagon to do that. Built Bar is your answer. It's keto friendly. It's uh, low sugar, low carb, high fiber, high protein, and it's absolutely delicious. They have nine main series flavors like chocolate mint, chocolate raspberry, chocolate coconut, etc., and uh, even some limited edition ones that come in along the website every once in a while. So check back to built.com every once in a while. You can go to built.com. Whatever you order, I recommend the sampler that gives you a couple of all nine flavors. You can try, uh, you know, mix and match, try what you like. And you can enter promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and get 15% off of your next order. That's promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. All right, it is almost time to get bold, but first, I need to have a talk with you all 
about your bold predictions. I put out a call for bold predictions usually every Thursday morning, and I, for one, I get a ton of responses. So genuinely, thank you guys so much for all of the responses. I only usually do like five or six of them, so keep trying. Eventually, you'll get one, but I gotta have a talk with you all. If you want to get picked, I got some advice for you because a lot, a lot, a lot of your bold predictions are not bold predictions. They're just predictions that with high numbers. You I, I saw somebody say something like Dalvin Cook gets 500 yards. That's not a bold prediction. A, that's impossible. B, that's not fun. That's just a big number. Uh, you can't say Lions win by 40, you know? Okay, yeah, that would be an unlikely outcome, but that's just a score. That's not, like, fun. That's not, you know, it's plenty unlikely. Obviously, if you bet on that, you probably could get, like, plus 1,200 odds or something on that. But that's not a bold prediction. That's not spicy. That's not creative. When I say get creative, I want you to get creative. Don't give me a final score. Don't give me a large stat line. Don't give me impossibilities. You know, I mean, sometimes it's fun if you just want to have a have a joke and say Mike Zimmer, you know, rockets to the moon as the Vikings lose 13 to 6 or something, whatever. But like, I'm looking to straddle the line between impossible and improbable here. And I'm looking to do it in a creative way. So let me go back to last week's, which were great, and the ones this week are also great for examples of the kind of bold predictions I'm going to pick so you guys can have a better chance of getting yours picked and getting uh, getting a chance to win the bold prediction game here. Uh, last week, we got to check on these. JV Swap said, neither offense scores. Man, you got close, because we only got one touchdown on either side, but we did get that. Cameron Dean says, people named Dalvin on the Vikings score a total of four touchdowns. We didn't even get four touchdowns in the whole game. Uh, Tone Setter Matthias said, the over hits in the first half. We did not the over the under cashed comfortably so you were pretty far off uh matt mortel said miles garrett gets pancaked by cj ham um that did not happen <laughs> miles garrett did plenty of pancaking of his own though in that one nikaka said jordan berry first down throw we did not get that but i think that was a pretty good good guess uh mammoth said kirk cousins has more passing touchdown than miles garrett has pressures <laughs> we did not get there did we uh so miles garrett had like 10 pressures or something like that so didn't quite get there i didn't get the spirit in any of that either but let's talk about the week five ones the first one i'm doing comes from tyler forness what's up buddy he says nick vigil has more sacks than daniel hunter uh, so Nick Vigil, I don't know if he's going to play. I mean, he did practice on Thursday. I didn't know. I don't think Tyler Fornes knew this, knew that though, when he put this bold prediction down. So I respect it all the more. Um, so you have that much better of a chance to catch, but yeah, I think this one has a decent shot, right? Like, you know, unblock blitzes and they'll just double Daniel Hunter and stuff. Um, yeah, so th th there's a shot, right? Uh, Stizo says Rashid Hill. <laughs> So make funny, of course. Rashad Hill uh, gives up the least pressures of all starting O, o linemen. Um, I am going to put in the caveat that he has to start, right? Because there's a chance that they're just lying to us and Christian Derisaw comes in. But by the way, Mike Zimmer did say Christian Derisaw not in playing shape yet, um, so he probably won't come in. Uh, you got to be in playing shape, right? He he missed it so many so much time, so he's just trying to get back up to speed. It kind of sounds like he's going to be in after the bye, which means this game, next game, and then he comes in after the bye, and that's plenty of time to get back up to playing shape. But when you're doing you know, injury rehab, you're not doing as much cardio, you're not doing as much of this or that, so you have to kind of get back into the shape of being able to do play after play after play on offensive line. It's a different kind of conditioning. Um, Chuck Aoki, the Chuck Aoki, uh, world-famous Paralympian, says Amir Abdullah leads the team in rushing yards and receiving. I love that. 
um, probably requires Dalvin Cook to not play, which is reasonably likely. He hasn't practiced with uh, an ankle injury, but he didn't practice all last week either. Um, and he also said that he is going to play. I don't know if I believe him, <laughs> but he seemed adamant. Um, but and receiving is also kind of funny. I don't know. You could get like one screen that goes for like 35 yards and then the ball gets spread around or it's one of those like high rush games or something like that. And Madison gets hurt and Dalvin doesn't play. And so it's all Amir Abdullah or something like there's a world where this happens. I think that game is hideous. But yeah, this game could be hideous. Uh, TMT1496 said Kirk Cousins finishes the game with two tackles. I love this one because obviously it needs to be turnovers, right? Probably interceptions could be fumbles, but it also requires, you know, you throw the interception, it requires that interception to get returned so that Kirk Cousins gets the tackle and makes the tackle. So there's a lot of really, really funny things that need to happen and it needs to happen twice. I love, I'm in love with it. That's creative. That is fun. Uh, it's unlikely, but it's fun. It's out of the box. Coach Simon says three touchdown parlay, CJ Ham, DD Westbrook, and Ben Ellison all score this week. Um, CJ Ham loves to score touchdowns against the Lions. They get him. They the the Lions again. The Lions are gullible, and a lot of the CJ Ham touchdowns come on some tricksy stuff, um, some kind of fake split zone motion and stuff like that. Give me a DD. Give me a DD Westbrook punt return touchdown that could cash on this. And of course, Ben Ellison can score in much the same way CJ Ham can with some trickiness, something that looks like a run play, and then a guy you know tight end leaks out and is wide open in the end zone goal line touchdown stuff. And the last one comes from Zach Walters, who says Greg Joseph misses as many field goals as Tyler Conklin has catches. Again, in love with it um, because, A, this can cash in so many different ways, uh, so many different kinds of games, right? Greg Joseph could miss zero field goals and Tyler Conklin could just have a catchless game. Maybe they keep him in the block a lot because of the offensive line struggles and, you know, he doesn't get any catches. That's a totally a plausible thing. You could have, uh, you know, Tyler Conklin catch two passes and Greg Joseph missing two kicks. I'm going to say kicks too. I'm going to throw extra points in on this as well. Um, just cause I think it's more, I mean, you know, if he misses an extra point, it still feels the same. So it feels like more in spirit. It's just kicks in general. Um, so I don't know if that screws up your mojo with it, but I'm going to do it to you. Uh, so Greg Joseph misses as many kicks as Tyler. I'm going to change it right now on my notes so that you, so that I, I'm going to gaslight myself. I'm going to totally forget that you said field goals and I changed it to kicks. Um, so if you have, uh, you could have three field goals, three catches, right? And that's a much different game than the zero zero one. Um, but I love that there's so many different kinds of game and all of them can cash on this. So, there's our bold predictions. Uh, I don't do a lot of picks for games. I don't really like to. Um, I'll, I'll pick it against the spread, though. I am going with... So here's the thing. On Twitter, I've been having the Rabbits pick games. Um, Zoe is 4-0, and and ZD is 1-3. and So I have just started blindly following Zoe. Zoe took the Lions plus 9, so I'm taking the Lions plus 9. Doesn't mean the Lions will win. It just means the Lions will cover. So, you know, you can win the game by 6 points comfortably. They could get a garbage time touchdown backdoor cover, and Zoe and I still win. So we're going to take that. Um, I, whatever happens on this game, I mean, look, if they blow this and they totally, you know, piss down their legs and they lose the game and we're having the coach firing conversation next week, then we'll have it. Then we'll talk about it then. But I don't want to talk about that yet. Uh, and you know, we'll have plenty of time to talk about that when it's time to talk about that. And if not, you know, if the, if the chalk outcome happens and they win by two touchdowns, then we pretty much just pick up the pieces and we go look at Carolina, which is a very interesting matchup, but I just don't want to get ahead of ourselves because the lions are an interesting enough team in 
quality, not necessarily in quantity. You want to quantify the Lions, they stack up low on everything. You want to qualify the Lions, you get an interesting team that is trying to be this explosive slugger, home run hitter kind of team, but just doesn't have the quarterback for it and doesn't have the horses for it. Um, and the long-term outlook of that team and, and trying to build a team like that just feels like they're miles and miles away. Thank you so much for making Locked on Vikings your first listen of the day. For your second listen, go check out the Peacock and Williamson podcast. They're covering the national angle, all things NFL. Brian Peacock and NFL scout Matt Williamson cover everything over there. So check that out wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Locked on Vikings also free on all platforms, including YouTube. Come watch the video version so you can see uh, rabbit footage interspersed throughout. It happens. There's rabbits. Go look at my bunnies on YouTube. I will see you all next week. And as always, skull.